Amen. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. I want to encourage you to go ahead and get your Bibles ready and look with me, if you would, for just a few moments at Psalm 119. As we look at this portion of Scripture, there's so much in Psalm 119. It's, it's been a little while that we have been walking through this. And I want to ask you this question. And as I ask you this question, if you fall into the category, you ever, you ever had someone uh, ask a question, as you ask that question, or the person asked that question, all of a sudden people started looking at you and it was a little awkward? I hope that's not the case tonight. As I ask this question, I want you to be honest, though, because if you do fall into this category, I want to encourage you that as we look at this portion of Psalm 119, that you can uh, allow the... the, the the remedy, if it were to be said that way, or some things that we look at tonight to be an encouragement to help you in this area. But have you ever woken up and as you were going throughout your day, or maybe there were there are certain people that come to your mind, but there are people that you notice and you, you ask this question to yourself maybe. And the question is this, why are they always so mad? Why are they always so angry? Why are they always so ill about stuff? Why, why are they always in a bad mood? You ever ask yourself that question? There's certain people that are just, it's the, they wake up and they're just in a bad mood. Now, if you are that person this evening, then I would, would venture to say that tonight, I pray that as the, the, the psalm begins to deal with us, that Lord willing, you would walk out no longer a grouchy Christian, but a happy Christian. Notice what the Bible says in Psalm 119 as we look at verse number 129. It says, Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. And teach me thy statutes. Rivers of water run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. This portion of scripture, as you read uh, Psalm 119, verses 129 to 136, begin to give some insight into how you can daily be a happy Christian. You know, one of the things that I find interesting when it comes to life in general is that ultimately, if we were to sit back, we really do get to choose how we want to go about our days. Now look, circumstances sometimes might cause us to, to really have to work at it, if you were to say it that way. But at the end of the day, we get to, to you know, not necessarily control our, act, our, uh, our circumstances, but we can control our reactions to those circumstances. I remember whenever we were uh, in, in college and my basketball coach would always talk about that. He'd say, look, if someone does something to you, you can't change what they've done to you, but you can handle how you react to it. And as you think about that, there, there are days when you're going to wake up and the circumstances of life are not going to be pleasant. There, there are going to be times whenever it's just not necessarily easy, if you would. But you get to make the choice of how you approach that. As you come to this portion of Scripture, one of the things that you'll find is perspective is such a key ingredient to the Christian life. Now, sometimes we look at our circumstances, all of a sudden we just choose to be mad because those circumstances aren't great. But here's one of the things as you begin to take a step back, and we're going to see this here in a few moments, but Scripture deals with this. But as you take that step back, you begin to ask, okay, Lord, 
you obviously see fit to allow this for a reason. So, Lord, instead of allowing me just to be mad about it, Lord, what do you have for me to see or grow through it? And so notice with me some things that we find concerning being a happy Christian. Number one, we're going to jump right into it. Number one, we see verse number 129. The very first four words are, thy testimonies are wonderful. Can I encourage you, you want to be a happy Christian? Fall in love with the Word of God. Fall in love with the Word of God. You know, one of the things that we face in our Christianity today is that every one of us loves something. Now, I have realized I was talking to uh, Brother Sean just the other day, and, uh, and we were talking, and, and uh, I said, you know, one of the things that, that people in our church have realized is that I love food. I do. I love food. A couple of you walked up to me, and you started telling me some restaurants to try. And, and so I've realized, hey, one of the things that the church people have picked up on is that, hey, pastor likes some food. And I do. I love, I love food. I love cheeseburgers, as you know. And, uh, me and me and Braxton, we were up here one of the work days afterwards. We left, and he, he wanted a, a cheeseburger. Y'all pray for that boy. He said he hadn't had a cheeseburger in over three years. Altar call right now, right? I mean, come on. And so some of y'all y'all wondering, and you're saying, well, how, how much do you love cheeseburgers? That day we had a cheeseburger, and uh, we went, and, went ahead, and afterwards I, me and my family went out to celebrate Mother's Day, and Miss Kelly wanted Red Robin, so guess what I had again that night? Oh, cheeseburger. I wasn't, I wasn't fussing about it. I enjoyed it. And so there are things that we love. We, we love places. You know, some of you love going to the park, or you love activities, or you, you love books, or you love, you know, uh, certain movies, or you love certain uh, states, or, you know, vacation-type places, or whatever. You, there's, there's things that we love all the time. Every one of us does. We love this, and we love that, and we love people, and all of this. But one of the questions we have to ask ourselves is, within all of our, our loves that we have, we love this place, we love that, does the Word of God fall into a category where we would say, we love the Word of God? You see, one of the, the key ingredients to being a happy Christian is fall in love with this book right here. You're going to fall in, look, you're going to fall in love with, with certain places, and those places sometimes might be a place that you love to go to, but you might have a bad experience. You might have certain meals that you just love and you love to cook, and sometimes those meals might not always come out as the way you intended for them to. You're going to have people that you love, and sometimes those people are going to fail. You're going to have certain things that you, you, you love to do that you, that you just love to do, that, and it's not always going to live up to the expectation. You know, I think about, uh, I enjoy, and I, and I would say that I love golfing, and sometimes I get on the golf course, and it's a great day, and I love it, and there's sometimes when I'm ready to get off the course at about hole number 10. Usually when I'm golfing with Brother Sean. But can I share with you, I don't know that I've ever walked away from reading the Bible or listening to some good Bible preaching where I said, you know, I hated that. I love, I love when the Bible is preached. I love just being able to, to open the Bible and be able to see all this. And the, notice what he says in verse 129. Thy testimonies are wonderful. You know, that word wonderful is kind of one of those words where uh, it's, it's, it takes it to the next level, if you would. I love whenever you think about uh, Scripture sometimes, and it, and it could very well read, Thy testimonies are good. And that's, that's enough for me. If it, even, if it just said the testimonies are good, that's enough for me. The psalmist takes it a step further, and, and that word wonderful means something so much. It means more pleasant, if you would. That testimonies are not good, but they're wonderful. It's kind of like whenever you're, you're, you have a husband and wife, and your wife is, is getting ready to go out, and some days you might just say, hey, you are, you are pretty. 
But there are words that you might use that, that take it up, like if you were to be getting ready and you were to say, hey, you're pretty, but today you are, you are gorgeous in that outfit. What, what is that? You've taken it and you've, you, that word gorgeous sometimes, it means a little bit more than just pretty, if you would. And as you come to the word of God here, as he is speaking, he says, thy testimonies are not just good, they're not just, they're not just something that I enjoy, but they're wonderful. And as you come to the word of God, you begin to realize that they truly are wonderful. You see, the word of God deals with us and it gives so much, and we could go on tonight and we could just deal with that, those four words, thy testimonies are wonderful. And we could deal with all the many wonderful things that we find from the word of God. But can I just share a few with you that might encourage you this evening. The Word of God, it gives wisdom. As you go and you study the entire book of Proverbs, you will find that every time you get into the the Word of God, especially in the book of Proverbs, you come away with so much wisdom because wisdom is expounded upon. Wisdom is sought after, if you would. The Word of God begins to give life into our life. Not only does it give wisdom, but it gives direction. The Bible tells us this in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Just a few verses that you see the Word of God, it's not just a a book that you get to to read. You don't just open this and you say, okay, I'm just going to read it today and check it out. No, it it gives life. It gives wisdom, it gives direction as you're seeking. You know, you begin to think about families who are seeking what the next step for them is, and you say, hey, well, what's some advice that you give me? I'd say, get in the Word of God, and God will show it to you. Give yourself to the reading of the Word of God. Sometimes we begin to pray about things, and we're saying, hey, I really need some answers from the, from the Lord, and we neglect, very simply, the Word of the Lord. They say, oh, I'm seeking, you know, answers from this, I'm trying this. I'm, well, have you been in the Word of God? It gives direction. As you go and you begin to realize some things that the Word of God gives, not only does it give wisdom and direction, but it gives strength. There are some of you tonight, you've walked into the house of God and you're saying, I need the Lord to give me some strength. Well, the Bible says in Psalm 31, verse number 24, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit ye like men, be strong. You know, there, there are sometimes whenever you get into the Word of God, and it's more of an encouraging message, if you would. Uh, like, for instance, in those two verses right here, if you were to compare those verses, Psalm 31, verse number 24, notice the, the, the way that if you were to read it in the way that it, it's kind of coming across, it's more of an encouraging, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen you. It's kind of a, a soft way of saying, be of good courage, the Lord will strengthen you. All ye that hope in the Lord. But 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and even in 1 Chronicles, I believe, there's a portion of Scripture that deals with being strengthened. And notice how 1 Corinthians 16, 13, if I were reading this, it comes across more like harsh, if you would. More direct, if you would. Sometimes that's what we need, right? Sometimes we we need the encouraging words that, hey, the Lord will strengthen. And there's sometimes when we're just lazy, and as you read this portion of Scripture, it says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. It's kind of like whenever you're talking to a, a child and you're trying to get them to understand you're a little more direct. Why? Because you need something that will put a pep in their step, right? And sometimes in the Christian life, when it comes to the strength that, that we can access, sometimes it, it's as though as we're sitting there and the Lord is trying to get our attention that, hey, I can strengthen you. And then there's sometimes we're just being lazy and he says, no, no, it's time for you to be strong. Quit complaining about all of the conditions of the world and just be a strong Christian. Uh, quit, quit, quit fussing about all of the problems you have and just be a, a strong Christian. Sometimes that's what we need, right? Sometimes we need that little uh, kick to, to kind of get us going. And, and sometimes we also need the encouragement to it. But hey, the Lord can strengthen you in this. God's got you. 
not only does it give strength, but I believe the Word of God in many ways gives perspective. In Proverbs, we see some of the Scripture dealing with that, but in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Psalm 46, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. I love Psalm 46, verse number 10, because as you read the beginning of that verse right there, be still and know that I am God. It kind of it kind of changes things, right? You know, it's kind of like a father who is who is trying to, to get their, that child to jump. And if you were to replace that father with someone else, that, that child might not jump to, to, to into the water because, hey, that, I, I don't know if they can do this. But as soon as daddy gets in place and says, hey, you can trust me, all of a sudden it's different, right? I can trust daddy. I can jump and dad's going to catch me. Well, you know, as I read Psalm 46, verse number 10, it kind of gives that perspective. Be still and know that I am God. Everything will be fine. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted. And as you begin to think about these verses right here in Psalm 119, verse number 129, my testimonies are wonderful. Tonight, if we were to pause for just a little while, we were to go around in the gymnasium tonight and ask, hey, what is something that you have found to be true about the Word of God? We'd be here for a while, and you could expound on the testimonies of this book right here. Oh, it's powerful. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. Oh, it's, it's not only strength, but it, it's, it's the, the Word of God gives comfort. The Word of God is, is a merciful book. The way you could go on and on. And we believe in this portion of Scripture, it's accurate. The testimonies of the Lord are wonderful. I believe that tonight. I know you do as well. Number one, could I encourage you, you want to be a happy Christian, love the Word of God. Number two, as we continue moving forward in Psalm 119, verse 129, it says, the very next part of that psalm, in that verse, therefore doth my soul keep them. Number two, not only should you fall in love with the Word of God, but can I encourage you to live out the Word of God? Live out the Word of God. As you begin to, to try to be a happy Christian and you find that there, there are many ways in which we will choose to go, every single day we get to make the decision, which path are we going to take? Are we going to walk in the Lord's will? Are we going to try to choose our own way? And you'll find many times whenever you try to do it your own way that it doesn't quite go the way you planned, right? As you come to this portion of Scripture right here, he says, Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. As I mentioned in our Sunday school class just a couple of days ago, as we were dealing with the, the truth and how the church started, one of the things we find in our Christianity today is there's a lot of lip service, but there's not very much living out service, if you would. We know what to say, when to say it, how to say it, to get someone off of our back. But one of the things that will change that mentality of getting people off of our back is realizing that at the end of the day, I'm not accountable to you, I'm accountable to the Lord. I'm going to have to give account to my life one day. I have to give an account right this very moment. And as I begin to change my perspective on that, I say, you know what, I don't want to live to, to please man. If I'm right with God, then all of a sudden I'll begin to realize that the people that the Lord puts in my life, if, if they're right with God, then we'll agree on these things. And that's one of the most exciting things, is that whenever you begin to pray, and, and people will begin to seek, and they'll, they'll say, you know, I want, to, I want to live for the Lord, but it's just so hard. As you begin to realize that there are three things when it comes to living out the Word of God that must be done. Number one, you must make a decision to do so. It's not just going to happen. You know, at the beginning of every year, there are New Year's resolutions that are made. And those New Year's resolutions, the very top couple are what? To get out of debt financially, to start working out, and to eat healthy. 
Typically, those are the three that you will find that people are making. Well, what does that mean? You can't just you can't just wake up on January 1st and say, you know what? I really hope that uh, we get out of debt this year. And it's not just going to happen just by itself, right? you got to work towards it. I really hope that, you know, I lose this many pounds. Well, you've got to put some steps to it. I really hope that I start to feel better this year. You can't just assume that, you know, if you continue with the diet that you're on, that it's just going to happen. So a decision has to be made. As you begin to think about living out the Word of God, it means that you have to take this Word right here and say, you know what, I'm going to choose to live by the Word of God. A decision has to be made. Not only a decision has to be made, but as you begin to think about your own personal life, you have to give yourself to it. You have to dedicate yourself to it. As you think about dedication, dedication is not an easy word. It's not easy to be dedicated certain times. Uh, dedication is one of those things that we will always wrestle with because even those things that we love the most, sometimes it's just hard to be dedicated to it. And dedication is something that you find as you begin to give yourself to the Lord and you yield yourself. You can't do it in your own strength. But as you yield yourself to the Lord and dedicate yourself to it, the Lord will give you the grace for it. And then the third thing we see, if you're going to live it out, live out the Christian life, it takes discipline. It takes discipline. I'm thankful for the home that I grew up in. I'm thankful for the upbringing I had. I'm thankful for the influences in my life. I'm thankful for the, the, the coaches that I had growing up because in each of those areas, one of the things that I look back and I can see the Lord was helping me with was to be disciplined. To be disciplined. Discipline is a, is a hard thing because discipline means sometimes doing the right thing even when you don't want to do it. Doing the hard thing even when it could have been an easier way. Um, as you begin to think about the Christian life and you begin to think about this statement right here, therefore doth my soul keep them, and you begin to think about living out the Christian life, that word keep there means to guard, to watch over, to observe. And living out the Christian life sometimes means that you have to keep yourself on guard even when you want to be lazy, right? Sometimes it means that you got to watch out for some things even whenever it would just be easy to compromise, right? But sometimes we got to realize that the Lord desires that we would live out the Word of God, not just love it. Number three, notice with me if you would, as you continue reading, the Bible says in verse 130, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Verse 133, order my steps in thy word. Notice with me if you would, not only should you love the Word of God, not only should you begin to live by the Word of God, but can I encourage you, let the Word of God lead you. Verse number 130, the statement, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Verse 133, order my steps in thy word. Every single day we are being led by something. Every single day. Can I encourage you some things that were shared to me many years ago when it came to being led by things. You see, I, I truly believe this statement, and there are, there are a lot of statements that you would, that, that in its context you might say, yeah, I agree partially with that. This is one of the, the statements that I truly do believe with. Some of the greatest leaders were first the greatest followers. I truly believe that. And as you get into the Word of God, you'll find that if you are a great follower of Christ, then you'll be a great leader. I truly believe that. Because as you get into the Word of God and you follow the Lord and you say, you know what, I truly want to follow the Lord, then the Lord can begin to shape and mold those things. And so as I began to think about letting the Lord lead and I began to think about being led, I remember the things that were passed along to me that I had to be cautious of. Can I encourage you in a couple of these things that were mentioned to me? Number one, be careful of the people you follow. 
Yeah. Some of the people that led me were people that feared God, and I'm thankful for it. Some of the people that led me were people that said, you know what, even if it means that you will be outcast, if you're right with God, that's all that matters. I'm thankful that the people that I followed, and it wasn't always like that, you see. Whenever I was in my elementary and middle school days, I got in trouble quite often because the people that I was following weren't doing the things that they should have been doing. And after I'd gotten saved, I began to follow the right type of people and the right type of leadership. And all of a sudden, everything began to get a little bit easier in that sense because I was following the right type of people. Can I encourage you? Be careful of the people that you follow. Number two, be careful of the motivations that you have. What motivates you to live for the Lord? If it's anything other than the Lord himself, then it's not the right motivation. You say, oh, I'm motivated to, to live for the Lord because I want people to look at me and say, man, you're an awesome Christian. No, 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 that ought not be the motivation. You, the less of you, the greater he is. As you think about the motivations in your life, sometimes we think about certain mo things that will motivate us. And I wonder tonight, as I remember being encouraged by thing, these things, they said, hey, be careful of the people you follow. Be careful of the motivations you have. And they said this, be careful of the material you give yourself to. Now, obviously, we're talking about the things outside of the Word of God, the things that we watch, the things that we read, the things that we listen to, all of the material that's out there. You want to find something, you'll find it. We live in a social media world. We live in a technology-driven world. As you come to these verses right here, verse number 130, the entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Verse 133 uses the word order. Now, this word order means to make stable, to make firm, to establish, if you would. And one of the things that is a hard thing to ask the Lord to do is for the Lord to truly order every single step of yours. It's hard because we like to have a little bit of control, right? We like to be able to, to make certain decisions, but all of a sudden when the Lord starts guiding in certain things and we're a little unsure, we're a little uncomfortable, we don't like that. And the psalmist says right here in verse 133, he says, Order my steps in thy word. May we ask the Lord to always order our steps when it comes to where we're going and what we're giving ourselves to and the people we're hanging around, the conversations that we're having. As you come to this portion of scripture, we see that we ought to let the Lord lead our lives. Could I encourage you, that's a step forward for a happy Christian. As I shared a couple of weeks ago, one of the, the great things that I looked back, and, and uh, there were times whenever I could use my parents as an out, even when, because I didn't want to do something. And so I would say, oh, my parents won't let me. Even though that sometimes they probably would have, I just didn't want to do it. And I'd say, oh, my parents won't let me. Can I encourage you? Sometimes instead of being ashamed at the Christian life, when se someone says, well, why don't you do that? You, use the word of God. Well, the word of God's against it. It's probably just not something a Christian ought to be doing. Don't be ashamed of that. If, if the Word of God deals with it and you, you say, you know what, I just, I just don't know how to take it. No, if it's in this book, it's an opportunity for you to be an example and a, a light to this world. And I look back in my, my life as a child, and sometimes I would do that. Sometimes I, you know, I wouldn't want to go and hang out with, with certain individuals just because I was tired or just didn't want to. I'd, I'd use my parents as an excuse. And one of the great things as a Christian that we get to do is we get to say, you know what, the Word of God is against it. So if the Word of God is against it, I probably not be, shouldn't be doing it. Can I encourage you? Let the Word of God lead you. You'll be a happy Christian. Number four, can I encourage you? Notice what it says right here in verse number 131. And this is really where the great struggle is. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. 
Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. In verse number 131, it uses two words. It uses the word panted and it uses the word longed. Now, that word panted means to gasp, if you would. It means to long for something. As a matter of fact, Peter deals with this in 1 Peter chapter number 1. As he says this right here in 1 Peter 2.2, 2, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. What he is saying is hey, you, ought to pay, you ought to desire that. As you, you go back to your own Christian life in the beginning of, uh, after you, right after you had gotten saved and you began to desire some of those things. Why? Because it was new, it was fresh, and you, you wanted to get more of the Word of God. I opened my mouth and panted. I desired this. I wanted this. I, I was desiring and gasping for it. He says, for I longed for thy commandments. But then he goes on and also says this in verse 132. Look thou upon me. That's another thing that we struggle with. You see, naturally, mankind is selfish. So when we want to do wrong, we don't want people to see it. When we want to, to do our own thing, we want no one to judge it. But the psalmist says in verse 132, Look thou upon me and be merciful. He's saying, Lord, look upon me. And one of the things as a, a teenager that I began to realize, we went to camp and the preacher would begin to, to deal with this subject matter of the Lord always being aware of all things. And that was something that even when you hear it, there's a day when it finally clicks, right? And you begin to realize the Lord, he does. He sees every text message I send. He sees every conversation I have. He sees every movie I watch. He sees every song that I listen to. He sees every place that I go. He sees, he, he sees it all. And I remember sitting in that, that youth service, and I began to think about that. As the preacher was dealing with that, I began to think, uh-oh, <laughs> right? And you begin to think about that now, like, the Lord truly does see all this. And so the psalmist says this. He says, look thou upon me. You know, if I could get us to understand this this evening, could I encourage you to pray that the Lord looks upon you? And that when he looks upon you, he says, it's my child. Well done. You know, as, as parents, there, there are times, you know, we've said this before, and, and Jackson and Holly are two totally opposite kids. Holly's going to, she's going to try to avoid getting in trouble. Jackson almost goes and tells on himself to get himself in trouble. And, uh, we were out last night, and uh, Jackson came up to me, and we were talking about baseball. And, and this year I've been coaching baseball, and there are a couple of kids on the team who I've had to get on to because uh, they've said some things that they probably shouldn't be saying. And, and uh, the sad part is they're only five and six years old, and they're saying things, and you're thinking, what in the world? And Jackson comes to me, and he, he said this. He said, Dad, um, Sometimes I say stuff that I, I shouldn't say, but it's because the kids on my baseball team say it, and they make me. I said, they don't make you say that. You choose to say it. It's a good opportunity for me to kind of show him that, hey, we don't talk like that. We don't say certain things like that. And as you begin to think about that, I wonder in our own personal lives if we would, we would truly say, Lord, I want you to look on me not only in private, but, Lord, look on me in, in public. Look on me when I'm with my friends. Look on me when I'm with my family. Look on me when I'm in my workplace. Look on me when I'm in my car alone. Look on me in all these. And I wonder if we would realize that as we ask the Lord to do that, if that would motivate us to say, you know what, Lord, as you look on me, I pray that I'm living up to the Word of God. That this is what's changing my life. And the psalmist goes on to say this. He says, look thou upon me and be merciful unto me.
As you begin to think about that, you should desire that the, the Lord looks upon you, and because of Him looking upon you, and you desiring to be given to Him, that every single moment that you are truly surrendered. I have found that, that even in those moments whenever I have sinned, that immediately the Lord convicts me, and I try to get it right with Him right then and there. I don't believe in this whole wait until Sunday to get it right with the Lord. No, get it right then and there. Because uh, you don't know if Sunday's coming, I'd hate for you to exit off of earth and meet the Lord in paradise and the Lord to say, why didn't you get right with me? Well, I was waiting to make it to the church service, but you went ahead and took me early. <laughs> right? No, get it right then and there and say, Lord, deal with me now, Lord, I'm asking for forgiveness. And so the psalmist says, look thou upon me. The final thing that we see here, notice what he says in verse number 133 at the very end. And let not any iniquity have a dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Number five, the final thing we see this evening. You want to be a happy Christian? Hate sin. I'm reading a book right this very moment, and it's dealing with topics very simply in the, the book the title of the book is who says any of you ever read it or heard of the book who says and one of the one of the chapters in that book is is there really a difference in big sins and little sins now why would a chapter even have to be written on that because that's exactly what we do well yeah I did lie but you sh- you should have seen what they did I mean, yeah, I, I did do that, but at least I don't do this. Hold on, no, no, no. Hate sin. Hate sin. You know, one of the reasons that there are so many Christians that are unhappy is because they're living in sin and won't get it right. Sin is not something, you know, and the Bible talks about it. It's pleasurable for a season. And you don't get to pick how long that season is. Sometimes we say, well, I'm going I'm to live in sin because there's, there's time for me to get right with the Lord. Number one, you don't know that either. But sin, you don't get to pick how long that season. You say, well, I'm going to live in sin. I'm going to be happy living in sin for the next 20 years. And all of a sudden, two weeks into it, you realize, huh, I'm not happy any longer. Uh, and all of a sudden, we begin to realize that it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. And so he says in verse number 133, Order my steps in thy word. Lord, you lead me, and let not iniquity have dominion over me. Hate sin. You want to be a happy Christian? Hate sin. Fall in love with the Word of God. Fall in love with the Lord leading you and walking with Him and realize that He has a greater plan for you in your life. As I go and I talk to to young people and even some of the young people here at our church, and I appreciate it, you know, many of the the young people in our church know that that I love just, I just love teenagers and, and working with young people. I do. It is, ultimately, if I had the choice, that's what I would be doing with my life. And so I'm thankful for every opportunity the Lord has opened for me to go and, and speak to, to teenagers and, and, and be with them and be with ours. And one of the things that, that I always have to deal with whenever a teenager comes to me and they're, they're asking me, how do I do with this and how do I do this and how do I get better at this? And how, it always has a root issue. Before the, If they're ever going to do that, they first have to get their sin dealt with. And they say, well, but that's just hard. Yeah, it is hard. You know why it's hard? Because we're so, we're so prideful. We don't want to deal with it. And every single time that they're asking me those questions, I say, hey, if you're ever going to do this, you first got to do this. 
And it's a step. You have to you have to think about that. And as you begin to think about the Christian life, you say, Why am I so unhappy? Well, let's ask the question, are you living in sin? You say, Well, yeah, I'm living in well there's there's part of it right there. How often do you read your Bible? Well, I'm just so busy. Well, there's a, there's another part of it right there. Are, are you walking with the Lord? Well, that's just hard. My workplace, my environment is just a hard it's a hard environment to walk with the Lord. We're three for three right now. You want to be a happy Christian? Give yourself to this word. Every single day, wake up and say, Lord, I want to fall in love with the Scriptures. And Lord, I want to not only fall in love with it, but Lord, I want you to lead me in the Scriptures. Lord, I want to walk with you. And Lord, I want to do your will. Lord, I want to long for the Word of God. Lord, I want to be able to get in it. And Lord, not only as I have to put the Bible down and get about my day, Lord, I want to think on it and meditate on it. And Lord, I want to hate sin as much as you hate sin so that I live for you as a testimony of what a Christian ought to live like. What a blessing it would be if the Lord did an evaluation of Gateway Baptist Church. I believe the Lord's looking down at churches and He does those evaluations. And if you were to do an evaluation of Gateway Baptist Church, you'd say, you know what? They're not perfect people. They're still sinners. They're just saved by grace and praise the Lord for it. Man, there's some happy Christians in there. They love the Word of God and they hate sin. They're letting me guide them. They're letting me show them all that I have for them. They're surrendered. And man, I'm able to, 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 to do what I choose at my disposal and, and guide them and show them and lead them. And, and man, they just fall in love with the Word of God. And man, they, they're eating it all up and they're growing. And all of this is taking place. If he would look at our church and say, those are some happy Christians. Can I encourage you, at the end of the day, tonight, as you fall asleep, you get to choose not only if you want to be a grouchy Christian tonight, but if you want to wake up a grouchy Christian tomorrow. But I encourage you, choose to be a happy Christian. Fall in love with the Word of God. Lord, we do thank you, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for all that you have for us. And Lord, what a blessing it is. Lord, I pray that you would help us and guide us, Lord. I pray that you would help us to be conscious of the decisions we get to make. And Lord, as we choose these things, Lord, I pray that we would always choose what you have for us. What's best, what the Word of God has to say. Lord, may we fall in love with the Scriptures. May we not just give lip service, but may we live it out. Lord, may we allow you to lead us and guide us and direct us. Lord, may we hate sin as much as you hate sin. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be happy Christians. I pray that you'd help anyone tonight who is struggling. Maybe they're a grouchy Christian, but they're willing to admit it so that they would be a happy Christian. Lord, I pray that pride wouldn't be in the way. Lord, that they wouldn't say, well, what are people going to think about us? Lord, that they would get that right with you. Lord, that you would encourage us to be happy Christians. The world needs some happy Christians. Pray that you'd help our church to be an example of that. Guide us now. Direct us. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? Heads bowed, eyes closed. Maybe tonight you just want to come and thank the Lord for maybe you were that grouchy Christian and you're reminded of that season in your life and the Lord got your attention. Maybe you're a grouchy Christian right now and you want to ask the Lord to help you in that regard. Maybe you just want to ask the Lord to help you to continue to be a happy Christian. I don't know where you're at this evening, but can I encourage you, if the Lord is speaking to you, come and spend some time at the altar and ask the Lord to help you.
Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'll say this, and I'll be done concerning being a happy Christian and grouchy Christian. You can always tell, uh, you know, you've 